For my dining room table on South First Street in Get Along All Along Minneapolis, this is Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. I'm Martha McGarry, and I make nice games. I'm Stephen McGregor, and I make nice games. And I'm Martha Croy, I too make nice games. In this week's episode, we talked to community manager Holly Harrison to discuss how to engage with and respond to a community of passionate game players. We'll talk best practices using social media and more. And so, if everyone's ready, let's start already. So, I'm still sick. <laughs> I'm like not as sick because it's been two weeks. <laughs> yeah. But, <clears throat> well, right. Hopefully you get better. <laughs> I'll make it tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the other bit of news. We are recording here in my apartment rather than at the clubhouse because it's being overrun with children. <laughs> <laughs> aka immersion program yeah what i really mean to say oh, is uh, glitch's immersion program which we've talked about on the show a bunch of times mm-hmm. um and we're all alum of um is uh you know they're doing stuff and they need the space so we trucked all our gear uh to my place and uh, uh steven made tea for us in my kitchen i did and uh good tea too and we're here with holly hi <laughs> yay welcome to the uh, temporary clubhouse it's all right you you did well <laughs> <laughs> it feels a little bit like a um What's it? A uh, 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 blanket fort. Yeah, yeah. We, we have these uh, sound dampening blankets we put up on the windows at, at the clubhouse, and here we've just thrown them all over the place. <laughs> so we tried. Yeah, yeah. Although, I mean, we're avoiding the you know uh, uh, chatter of uh, immersion uh, cohort, but also hopefully the Viking bar yeah. below the clubhouse uh, won't bother us later in, in the recording. Mm-hmm. Um, we have gotten feedback from people saying, "Hey, the sound is kind of weird on this episode," and we there are some times, and we've mentioned it before, where it gets real bad, and we got to mm-hmm. do lots of fixes. Hopefully, we won't have that problem tonight. We'll see how these blankets hold up, and if my neighbors are noisy. <laughs> Right at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, to be clear, the immersion program not, not children. <laughs> yeah. No, no, they're just just little baby game makers. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems like a good group. They've been there for about a week and a half mm, now. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. They are uh, polite folks. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Very nice people. Yeah. I'm not filming them this time around, so I'm not. I don't really get to see every moment like I did last time. Mm-hmm. I like that's the nicest thing you come to say. They seem polite i don't know they're like the bright future of games and you're like they're nice yeah (laughs) well they are they're both those things that's Mm -hmm. true (laughs) can confirm uh well we're here with holly talk about community management another uh listener suggestion uh wanted us to on reddit uh said hey want to talk about community management and that's something none of us have ton of well steven you sort of do a little bit Uh, you're doing a community calendar stuff for glitch uh sort of but my uh, role has changed well we don't feel like experts in the field (laughs) anyway so we brought on someone who 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 is Mm -hmm. uh, to tell us a little bit about us so holly why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background with community management Sure. so i've been doing um community management in some form for my entire somewhat short career, um, starting with pretty much always a nonprofit. So um, working for uh, a business association for Long Street and Lake Street to a reproductive health clinic. Maybe that's not allowed on this podcast. It's 100% allowed on this podcast. <laughs> <Great>. uh, <laughs> um, uh, currently, I work for the Minnesota chapter of um, Goodwill. So I, I've managed a lot of communities or done social media management for a lot of communities. I know that people kind of quibble about the supposed differences between community management and social media management. Yeah. I can get into that if you really want me to, but it's <laughs> silly from, from people who are really invested in 
an organization and in what they're doing and have a lot of opinions and we have to listen to those opinions to places where I, I just get to block and ban everyone who says something mean because I'll never change their mind. Mm. Goodwill, of course, is a nonprofit. We provide um, employment services for people in Minnesota, but most of us, most people know us as a thrift store. And so mostly it's dealing with customers who are angry about their experience. <laughs> because oh, people no. only talk to you on social media if they're mad at you. They don't, they don't, <laughs> I had a great experience at Goodwill today. It's always when something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I used to work at a Goodwill when I was a teenager, and that's true of customers as well. Yeah, and, and you never remember the good ones either, right? Yeah. The ones that stick out in your mind are the worst experiences you've had with people, not, <laughs> not the you know everyday cool yeah. folks. For a retail job, it was really fulfilling because like, seeing people bring in donations and then like sorting them and like the logistics of doing it and then seeing people like the second life of them and like it felt nice actually. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's kind of, it's a weird and remarkable model mm-hmm. because instead of asking for people to donate money out of the goodness of their hearts, we just basically ask people out of the goodness of their hearts to clean out their crap that they have in their house <laughs> yeah. and, and also to buy more crap while they're there. Yeah. And and that helps people. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that message is an important part of your work, I imagine, like getting that across. Yeah. Th- there's a lot of work that goes into trying to make that connection for people mm-hmm. in part because just these, I, I don't want to call them memes because that's not correct. Like seven-year-old chain letters that are now images on social media right. <laughs> um, will we'll roll around maybe like three times a year that, that will um, essentially say that every big, charitable organization isn't that that they'll be like think before you donate and then it's like <laughs> goodwill ceo makes five million dollars a year and all none of the money goes to helping anyone and and so there's a certain amount of effort that goes into telling participant stories and also making that link like when you shop and donate and, and you can also you know give contributions in a normal nonprofit way mm-hmm. um you're helping people like Shafay achieve their career goals whether that message sticks, it's hard to tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's important to get that message out there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's an interesting gap. Like I'm getting out of community management right now. But um so we have like overhead messages in the stores, which say those same thing same things. Like we place four people in the workplace every day in Minnesota, like lots and lots of mission message, but yeah. it just kind of goes in one ear and out the other. And even people who work at Goodwill, they're like, we need more mission in stores. And we're like, what? We're <laughs> blaring it over the speakers mm. once every 20 minutes. <laughs> that sort of reminds me of uh, when you put a prompt uh, for a player in a game and, oh, then they, yeah. and then they don't get it. And you're like, but it's in really big letters. Like, <laughs> just didn't see it, man. Just didn't see it. <laughs> like, people don't read. No, no, yeah. Don't. <laughs> yeah. That, that is um, definitely something you learn or see a lot more clearly in marketing in general and in community management specifically, like you will post a link on say Facebook, the information will be in that two line description mm-hmm. and then you'll get six comments that are like, what date is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like people don't, they don't read. Yeah. They'll take the time to comment the same amount of time it would have taken them to read and process that information. Right. Their brains. <laughs> so, um, uh, prior to this work you're doing now, you did stuff for glitch, right? I did. I should make the video game connection. Probably. <laughs> Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. I um, volunteered with Glitch for about a year, um, helping them out in the social media sphere on account of having, they had have three full-time employees and yeah. it's hard to get organization things and event things done and also find time to tweet. <laughs> <laughs> and I do know that when you left, 
I wouldn't say things fell apart, but things got tough. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, <laughs> I know that um, Ava and Katie have had a hard time doing making tweets and stuff, and they asked me to make some. Yeah. Uh, recently, and I had a hard time with it. Um, it's it's not easy. <laughs> it's hard. Well, especially when there are repeat events and stuff, right? Yeah. Like, how do you talk about board game night a new way? Right. Again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't. You're like, I guess I'll make a new GIF. Um, or find a new GIF, making GIFs. Who, who does that? Uh, I, I do that. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I do too. Yeah. I, I have, um, I, I know that this happens in pretty much every industry and in every sphere that mm-hmm. people get bitter about when things get easier for things that you've managed, you've learned to make yourself. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I, I know how to make GIFs in Photoshop. I know how to take a video and break down into frames and pull frames apart and make them loop and be a really nice small file for social media's unreasonable expectations for file size mm-hmm. um, and knowing that they're just like easy gift makers out there makes me weirdly mad <laughs> I, I should be happy that things are getting accessible and I'm like I learned Photoshop for this yeah yeah I can understand that back in my day yeah I, I feel it in myself all the time I always look forward to old lady on the porch holly and I'm like <laughs> when I see the things that I'm going to be mad about I'm like oh it's started <laughs> um, but glitches social media definitely don't fall apart personally I know a lot of my like weird social media shortfalls or mm. shortcomings um, one of them being that I'm really uncomfortable taking pictures of people people uh, who I don't know well yeah. but I also know that what people really respond to well on social media almost across the board is human faces mm-hmm. they love seeing people even if it's people they don't know, they love seeing behind the scenes. If it is people they do know, then they're more likely to engage with it, which leads to getting greater reach on that post. But me, Ava's always like, go take a picture. And I like shrink onto the floor. I'm like, you do it. <laughs> so, yeah. What I made in planning out tweets and making gifts, I, I lacked in human interaction. <laughs> <laughs> part, part of uh, making tweets for Glitch and stuff and the difficulty I had doing it is that there's like a particular voice that Glitch wants to say. When like whenever any tweets are given out there, and like, yeah. did you have difficulty with that too? Getting that right voice? I don't think I did. Oh. You, pro- you probably have to find it. It's yeah. pos- it's possible that Ava was like, "Hey, do you want to do this with your time?" Which implies that I had a lot going on. I was unemployed. And I didn't have a lot going on um, because she knew that I was already using that voice on other platforms, whether it was mm-hmm. um, yeah, in in a more official capacity or places that I volunteered. I've kind of ended up with social media as my role, whether I'm a full time worker or a volunteer mm-hmm. or doing contract work for people a lot. So maybe, yeah. I, don't know, I can't speak for Ava. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's I also good, know she's, she's nitpicky in the best way. Yeah. <laughs> it, oh, it, yeah. It, it results in amazing products. It does. Most of the time. <laughs> Whoa, she's gonna hear this. I mean, edit that out. <laughs> I, my, 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 well, my complaint, and I brought this up to Ava before is that like glitch has, two like ways of capitalizing things oh, sometimes yeah. there's glitch which is fully all caps, caps all caps or glitch hq which and, is not fully caps yep. except for hq yeah and then playtest isn't all caps but then some of the other events are all caps it's a whole thing right <laughs> whole if you thing. talk about yeah th- yeah they do a lot of all caps events I and mean, mm-hmm. it's all it's all coming back right yeah. now <laughs> this, this style guide i had locked in my head for a long time so playtest an event is all caps with the slash in it but play you, test is oh it is all caps dang it yeah <laughs> but when you talk about play testing as as a verb and as a thing that happens it's you, you don't do that no. because that's yeah yep and there's only one slash not two slashes I found out recently too is whole thing <laughs> who uses you can make two yourself slashes, a little Steven? style guide I mean, I who uses know. one slash 
<laughs> right. <laughs> it's a style thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I understand mm-hmm. it. it. Confuses me, but I understand it sort of. Uh, <laughs> so you've talked with, uh, you know, as in your role as in community management, social mm-hmm. media management, you've uh, talked to different audiences, right? You have a, a sort of a, a breadth of experience now. Right. So, it, you know, what we're concerned, our listeners are concerned about certainly is talking to gamers, particularly yeah. like potential customers mm-hmm. um, and uh, existing customers. So, like, Uh, Can you maybe describe what's universal about dealing with an audience versus maybe what's more specific about dealing with perhaps a gaming audience? Sure. Um, I would say something that's universal is that they're looking for, like we actually kind of mentioned, a consistent voice. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe that's something it's I always try to be aware of what how I'm observing the world as a marketer versus how I'm observing the world as just a person. And maybe other people don't notice if the companies they follow have a consistent voice. Um, I think <laughs> Martha's laughing. She's like, yeah, we don't. <laughs> um, I think being genuine is important. Uh. Um, but the way that manifests is is different. Um, company to company, organization to organization, person to person. Um, I was I saw a blog recently. It, it was I, how do they phrase it? It's by Sprout Social. So a lot of the best um, content producers out there for just social media. 101 stuff are people who are also getting you trying to get you to buy their products. So Sprout is a social media management tool. Mm -hmm. Um, But they did a survey of say like a thousand consumers, which I go back and forth between thinking that's a lot or that's no one, Um, but a a good sample size. Um, And it was, it was about what they were looking for in companies that they followed on social media. And it wasn't entirely surprising, but it was nice to see this kind of backed up that for most companies, for most businesses, developers, organizations that they follow, they don't really like when they're funny. They don't like mm. when they're trying to act cool. Not surprising. Like I see so much backlash against companies that are trying to slide up and be cool. They're like, oh, Wendy's does it. Yeah. Taco mm-hmm. Bell does it. Can mm-hmm. I do it? And they're like, no, Tide. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just <that's>, stop. <laughs> yeah. I, that's not a real example. I don't know if Tide's trying to be cool. Um I can't imagine. <laughs> I, we'll we'll right? look into it. <laughs> yeah, we can, actually, uh, weird trivia. Um, so Velveeta, uh-huh, okay, <laughs> on board so far. Ready, yeah. ready. They don't own the Twitter handle Velveeta. Oh, <laughs> some guy named like Marcus does, or I don't remember what his name was. I didn't just say Mark because you're a Mark. I uh-huh. in my in my head that was it. Anyway, maybe it's Richard. General. My brother's name is Richard. Name. What? <laughs> uh, Not to throw you off or anything. <laughs> I, I feel bad that the the just like white dude names that I'm pulling from my head are like manifesting in a family. Um. Anyway, Velveeta doesn't own at Velveeta. Mm-hmm. They own at the Liquid Gold. Oh <laughs> wow! Oh, and, no. That's their ads, right? Yeah. 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 Right. Mm-hmm. And and um. And so they, I actually looked at it today because it occurred to me because I was coming on this. I was like, oh, I wonder what Velveeta at the Liquid Gold is doing. And their account was locked. <laughs> wow. So <laughs> They're having some troubles. Right. I'm like, what's, what's going on? So then I checked if they maybe got Velveeta. I was like, ah, oh, it, it happened. Mm-hmm. They bought out at Velveeta, but no. It's still Marcus or Richard. Is it just some guy like living his life? Yeah. Who, it's like not who a parody mu- or anything? Yeah. he. I, I guess I didn't look super close, but it, it's just like a picture of a dude like holding a mug. <laughs> I think it maybe it was a beer stein or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just living his life. Probably was a really early adopter of Twitter, which yeah, is right. how he's like, what can I steal? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm kind of envious. I wish I could do that. 
people don't want brands to try to be cool um in part because they they think it's a corporation talking to them and they forget that there's a real human person behind it yeah and there's and there's a very good chance that it is an out of touch person of whatever age you think people become out of touch running that account but more than likely it's like a youngish person low at the company who (laughs) who really does get that joke um really understands that meme and they're like i'm gonna work this in and then they just get slaughtered Mm. for trying to be cool (laughs) but there's an exception um and it's broadly entertainment Mm -hmm. so in this survey people were like you know it's it's all right if my tv shows and my video games try to be hip and cool and do interesting things and be funny which is nice that's a nice place to be in Mm -hmm. assuming that you are funny yeah (laughs) you're not then (laughs) well there's one example i think brought up a lot is the sonic the hedgehog twitter yeah. Which is, uh, they, even the guy who runs it has been profiled. Like, he himself now is well-known. Um, but because it's just totally in on all the Sonic jokes. Uh, the ones that yes. they make and the ones that the internet makes. Yeah. I think, uh, like, I don't think you could do that for a, a Mario Twitter. Do you know what I mean? Because Nintendo's yeah. still too, like, their brand is more up on the pedestal than right. Sonic the Hedgehog, perhaps? Yeah, they won't, they won't like, debase Mario by yeah. making a, a smart joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's a... That's a very good example. Mm-hmm. I follow uh, Ooblets. Yes. Yeah. Talked about this before. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited that you're excited about <laughs> Oh, man. And like I found out about it on Twitter because uh, they would just post or Rebecca. I forget her last name. Ooblet. Ooblet. Yeah. <laughs> Rebecca Ooblet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she would post these gifts of like her game breaking basically of like her like characters yeah. kind of doing funny things and then like like them doing like little cool dances and stuff um or like following the the little ooblet characters following one of the character around and stuff and like they were hilarious and cute and i was like yes i love this i want this game and she's like <laughs> yeah she wrote a post about uh how she thought through her social media like strategy or whatever and she formatted, she like worked on parts of the game that would look really good and funny on social media. And she's like, yeah, we don't really have like the core mechanics done really, but we have a lot of dances in. <laughs> <laughs> right. Important stuff. Though that makes me nervous, yeah. like focusing on things that are jiffable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like rather than on the core mechanics. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. well, I mean, I've seen Ooblets in action. It's, it's, there's, it's, there's nothing. It, it's not like there's like a mm-hmm. it's smoke and mirrors behind the curtain. That game is going to be great. But like that attitude is a little bit scary, like uh, to to think about that controlling how you how you focus on those things. Right. I don't well, know. you're I mean, you're right, because like part of the draw and working on game dev stuff is that like you get to show it off to people. And they're like, "Whoa, this is cool. Yeah. So like if you're just going in there and, you know, optimizing a thing, that's not exciting. People aren't going to want to see your well, most people aren't going to want to see your codes. I've been doing stuff. that for the past three months. <laughs> yes, I uh, can confirm. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> but, um, Whereas yesterday I posted one tiny bit of new art that took me three minutes and I got retweets and likes <laughs> all yep. up and down. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> the thing about it. It's just like, but that's what like will uh, give you more enthusiasm to work on the project. Mm-hmm. Are those gifable things. That's true. Like, I, I will often make gifts on um, work I've done on vengeance and stuff. Cause I'm supposed to be social media for, Vengeance, I don't do the best job of it because it's hard to tweet that and have your own Twitter and do a whole bunch of bajillion things that I do. But um, like, I, I often will make like fancy little gifts or something and I get a lot of retweets on it and it makes me feel good. And then I feel more motivated to work on the game, even if it's, but 
I guess it motivates me to work on the stuff that is gifable too. So it's, <laughs> it's a back and forth sort of thing. But like eventually I'll get to the point where I'm like, oh man, I really should optimize this or oh man, this is a real problem. I should balance this out or something. Mm-hmm. And so it eventually leads to where it's supposed to lead. Yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely different from the perspective of a creator who's also running social media. Yeah. Um, that you can be in control of the whole process and think of that because I was thinking, as you were saying, Martha, that she made these made these animations that could be turned into gifts that would be great for social media but wouldn't really help the game. That that's such a, a weird gap that happens. It's it's not scalable, right? So if your company gets bigger and bigger, people are making these weird busted animations or doing these cool things that would be great on social media and that never trickles down to whoever's managing the account. So there's lots of weird missed opportunities yeah. that they either do or don't know about. Mm. Um, the bigger the company you're at, the more I feel like you're running around and being like, what? No, why didn't you tell me? I could, I could have done a time lapse. Why? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like you're just watching these opportunities pass you by. Mm-hmm. It's funny you, you describe that as a problem because I, to me, I'm like as a one man development shop doing all my own tweets and very sporadically, I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, I would love to have someone to do that for me. Right. But then it occurs to me, oh, I would just have to liaise with that person all the time mm-hmm. yeah. in order for it to be effective. They would be looking over your shoulder like, wait, wait, yeah. go back two frames. Tweet that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, between the three of us on this show, Martha, you do tweets for us and it's hard, right? Yeah, it's a lot of work. And, and we're I talking only to each other like all the time. One tweet a week. So <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to get better. It's a better method than you think. I think that was farther down the question, so I don't have to talk about it now. <laughs> about frequency. Yeah. Ah, okay. I'm very curious about it. Yeah. Okay, we can start yeah, how, now. How's Martha yeah. doing? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I didn't do an extensive social media audit before I came here. <laughs> like, I was just going to like pull the mic real close and be like, well, I have some ideas about your, your strategy. <laughs> um, Ten years ago, when you posted something on, it wasn't, I guess it wasn't even Facebook pages then, but say, okay, you posted something on your Twitter that your company owned. Um, Anyone who happened to be on Twitter at that time would see it. And then Facebook introduced algorithms and Twitter introduced algorithms. And now you're lucky if you reach between one and 10% of the total number of people who are paying attention to you. Mm -hmm. So if um, lots of people, lots of companies, lots of organizations have been experimenting with what how to get the most organic reach because even though social media is probably one of the cheapest ways to advertise people have zero budget that exists everywhere um for a long time the the logic was post once a day on facebook post multiple times a day on twitter post as much as you can because that's the only way you're going to reach people and repost things because there's only a small chance that they'll see your first post um but testing it that may not be true um so I talked about something I was reading on Sprout, Sprout Social's blog earlier. I, I think it was, maybe it was just today, I was reading Buffer, another <laughs> another social media platform that wants you to buy their stuff. And That's the one we use. Buffer is good. I, I like Buffer. Mm-hmm. Um, it was about their own pages. Mm-hmm. They experimented with posting way less and just focusing not on quantity, but on quality, which is also a time suck. So, But doing like one really thoughtful, curated, good Facebook post a week and they saw their impressions and stuff go way, way up. So there's there's no shame in posting once a week if it's especially if it's a good post, because that's something someone would see rather see than mm-hmm. you just filling the noise because you feel like you have to. That's encouraging, actually. Thank <laughs> <Yes>. you. <laughs> and and you, you can always use analytics to back it up, right? Which is an, another time suck. But <laughs> um y- you I'm, I recognize when I have certain weird biases about things. Like I don't like filling up a tweet with hashtags. 
Mm. Um, but I'm always willing if the person who reports to me who does social media says, hey, I want to try to tweet this again, but use these hashtags. And my gut is like, no, never. Ah, but, <laughs> and then I'm like, no, if you can prove that it gets way more impressions and way more engagement by using these hashtags, mm-hmm. I fold. Yeah, you can you can look week to week, month to month. Be like, oh, when I was posting twice a day, things were going a lot better for us versus, oh, actually, never mind. When I post once a week, it's still fine. <laughs> right, right. Hopefully the results will save you time rather than be like, nope, you need to post. Yeah. <laughs> I do find the hashtags to be pretty helpful, though I, I catch myself putting like four or five hashtags in my tweets just so I can get retweets because it feels good. <laughs> it feels good <laughs> to get those likes and retweets. Well, you know, as a, just as a person on Twitter, uh, I'll use a hashtag if I want to reach people who are not my community, mm-hmm. right? Like, if, yeah. I, especially for news events, I'm talking about the thing that's happening right now. And then that will, that'll help because then I'll search for that and I'll see other people's posts on it as a business entity or as a, you know, a, a, a non-person individual, um, <laughs> non-person, <laughs> uh, you I know, think there's a Supreme court case that says business, <laughs> businesses are people, right, right. my friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, as an organization, when you do uh, use that, a lot of times it's just to like, it feels like a trick. And I think it, it comes off as inauthentic. Is that maybe that partly why you think mm. it, you're sort of against it? Or is it just that it looks ugly? <laughs> the, the, those are both good guesses about uh-huh. why I don't feel it. I think one of the places that, so Twitter, you only have so many characters, so you can only shove in so many hashtags. Right. But um, one of the bigger, on on Instagram, people routinely, I think there's a limit, but the limit's like 30. <laughs> so especially... Um, fashion and lifestyle bloggers, if they want to like get more followers, they'll just fill it up with hashtags. And I'm like, is this really helping? Mm-hmm. I'm of two minds. So hashtags are good, but as long as they're ones that are actually used. So mm-hmm. um, if you have certain hashtags that you know you're reaching fellow game devs, that's great. And if there are hashtags that are being used in the moment, that's awesome. But I'm a, I, I like to check and test them. Um, so using like hashtag Minnesota, if you look at that, there's like nothing in there. It's garbage. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not helping you. That's just clutter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I imagine you're using them the right ways, especially if it's resulting in things and not just. Yeah. I, this is a good time to shout out. Uh, what's it? MN Game Dev bot that you made, Mark? Yeah. So on, on the uh, Minnesota Game Dev Slack, uh, Steven and Martha, the same, literally like within minutes, had the idea <laughs> we, should have a, we should have a game dev bot that just retweets everybody. And so, and I, I looked into it and so I put together a bot that would retweet. Uh, we, we came with a hashtag that everyone should use and it would just be automatically retweet. It's a very mm-hmm. simple bot. Wasn't a huge success right? because no one wanted to add an extra hashtag that only, that its only purpose was to be retweeted by this one bot. Yeah. And so, um, that went on for a while. And, uh, the, the big improvement was that I was able to do a, um, a location search. So it would just do the normal game devy hashtags uh, indie dev game dev screenshot saturday um within a x number of mile radius of the twin cities area and just retweet all those it's been great like it's mm-hmm. it's working and it's getting followers and it's like i'm very pleased because it's totally hands off i don't touch it anymore but um but yeah that's been a way for for i know that i will more frequently put the the hashtags i know get caught by that just mm-hmm. to be sure it's there because it, it's a it's now a bigger audience than any of ours individually which is really nice yeah it is a good thing. And you can also see that on the Slack, too. We have a MN Game Dev Tweets uh, Slack channel mm-hmm. that you can check out on our MSP Game Dev Slack. What I like about it is, is as, a, as a consumer of that, too, I can see what gets caught up in that that's not part of the people I normally know. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then those people who didn't know there was a larger community, they get their tweets sucked up into this thing. And then they're like, oh, wait, I'm part of this bigger community, it turns out. And so hopefully as time goes on, it will it'll, there'll be some good results from that. Yeah. Um, but that, that's, that felt nice to put that together. Yeah, that is that's a great thing to have. Mm hmm. That's a really cool counterpoint to the very constant doom and gloom story of like, we're all on our cell phones and we're all on social media and we're not connecting with people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just kidding. These people are finding out that there are people around them that they should be connecting with because of a bot on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm very much of that opinion as well. I think that like that kind of pearl clutching is, is, is sort of ignorant. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, give children cell phones. I don't care. Like, right. that's, that's fine. <laughs> like, it's, They'll be fine. it's brought the world together. It's been great. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, something I was going to say about hashtags, and this is on Instagram, which I guess I don't know many um, developers or publishers that are on Instagram. It doesn't seem like a really clear fit, but anyway. that's really good news for me because I am not on Instagram. Yeah, it's been suggested <laughs> to me fine. to be on Instagram, but I don't know. It it's, seems like a whole thing, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's I mean, it's a very big network. Um, having uh, used advertising dollars on multiple social media networks, Instagram's gone really well, better than mm. Facebook for sure, which mm. is weird because they own each other. Facebook owns Instagram. Um, When I look at them next to each other, I'm like, wow, lots of people care about this a lot more on Instagram, even though it was formatted for Facebook technically. But supposedly, I'm just like rumor mongering on the pod. (laughs) (laughs) In the Instagram community, those specific people who are using 30 hashtags in every post um, seem to think that they're implementing a shadow ban on certain hashtags that are used in a really spammy way. So the example in this post was um, I think it was like hashtag boho that this Instagrammer realized that her posts were reaching way fewer people and getting way less engagement. And there's a tool that you can use to put in hashtags that you've used in past posts to see if those posts are actually showing in that hashtag. Hmm. So if hashtag boho is banned, but hashtag OOTD outfit of the day is not, you, you won't see that if you use both of them in one post, you won't see that in the OOTD stream. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because yeah. Because you use Boho and they're like spammer. That's interesting. So I've, um, in my, one of my past lives as a web developer, I've worked with um, small businesses that have done SEO, yeah. search engine optimization. And it's very much a dark art. And it's, it, you're like, it, there's like innovations and like, oh, these are the tricks you can use to get better. And then Google's like, no, no, let's, right. let's not let you use that anymore. And then they would actually search for that. And it became more algorithmic on both sides. It was this arms race. It feels like that is now finally happening in social media. Yeah, like Facebook's trying to gently crack down on fake news. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways it's doing it is just maybe this week, last week, you used to, as when you're posting as a page, you could edit the look of your links. So if if, if you didn't have the, if the web page that you were posting onto Facebook didn't have the right setup so that it wasn't pulling the right image or your um, title wasn't the one you wanted, you could go in and change it and clean it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, people were using that for nefarious purposes uh, and making not legit things look legit. And so now Facebook has killed that functionality and it leaves people like me scrambling to figure out how to make Facebook work for us. Uh, huh. Yeah. It's uh, it, when so much of what you do is dependent on a third party service. That's not like, I mean, it's not like they're not like the bus schedule. It's like where you right. can like petition somebody to do something about it. It's a private company. Right. Yeah. Facebook doesn't listen. <laughs> Yeah. So if you've ever talked to Facebook support, they're nice. Yeah. And they call my phone a lot and I panic. I was like, who's (laughs) calling from Austin? Like, oh, it's Facebook because I haven't responded to their chats. (laughs) That's all. Must feel nice to not respond to Facebook's chats. (laughs) Right. I'm above you. (laughs) (laughs) You're not not helping me the way I want. 
Well, that leads to a nice segue to a, another topic here, which is about responding directly to your audience. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to get your right content out, post it the right way and yada yada. But what happens when they talk back? Yeah, that's kind of the interesting role that community managers are in because you're you're a part time marketer and part time like helper isn't the word I'm looking for. Part time <laughs> customer service. Yeah. And, and it's also something that's not very scalable. So I've worked for very small organizations where part of building that community was making people feel like they were involved and that they're, (laughs) it sounds awful, making them feel like their voices matter, but they did. Making them feel like they were heard Mm -hmm. and engaging with them so that they saw not necessarily that there was a person behind the account, but so that they would kind of hold that in their mind. Like, oh, Paper Darts, which was a literary magazine I worked for for a long time. Um, Paper Darts is really cool. Paper Darts likes me. I'm going to make a effort to submit and when paper art screws up maybe i won't be super mad at them oh uh, yeah um so so when you're a small shop it's easy to respond to everyone but sometimes if things go poorly that sets a bad precedent if you make a habit of responding to every tweet within an hour or with every, to every question on your facebook page and that actually shows that you're responding um if you ever end up in a crisis communication situation if you ever end up with one of those people who seem to love you putting you on blast for making whatever poor decision <laughs> they think you made, um, then it's weird when you go silent. Yeah. One thing that's important about responding, you, usually people have simple questions. Um, usually, often they have silly questions like, when's the date? And you're like, I put it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Just click the link. <laughs> it's in there. Just here you go. And so you, that would be nice if, if your brand had like a sarcastic reputation, then you could actually just, be sarcastic in those right. responses. Yeah, it, it's a hard line to walk, right? Because people don't want to be talked down to as much as they deserve to be talked down to. <laughs> um, you know, when people are being being dumb to Wendy's, we can all laugh when Wendy's is mean to them and Wendy's has lost one customer, but that's fine. Right. <laughs> it's harder when you're, when you're a smaller shop um, and people, it's like insult comedy, right? Like no one wants to sit in the front. Mm. Yeah. Like this is fun, but not when it's about me. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you're talking earlier about when those when you do get a response from an organization that is that's personal, right? It it, it is it is a very powerful thing. Like on Twitter, I am followed by Senator Amy Klobuchar. That's the best I, feeling. I don't think that she has ever seen me or my work or my tweets. Oh yeah, but it makes me feel so good. Yeah, yeah. L. Franken follows me and slides into my DMs sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Not as L. Franken, but as someone at the field office who's like, "Go vote today," and I'm right, like, "I right. will, L." Yeah. <laughs> But like that, so that kind of engagement, I mean, being able to provide that feeling for people, is that, does that make it worth it when the people, some of the people aren't so, so right. smart? Right. Yeah. It, it, it's a, it's a weird line to walk, which I think is a phrase I've used multiple times today. Uh-huh. But let's say um, your game is big and awesome. People freak out about it. It's the dream daddy of 2018. <laughs> and like your feed fills up with fan art and cosplay. And of course you're going to retweet that. Of course you're going to be genuine and like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Thank mm-hmm. you. And and it's great when people feel ownership. If you have a character and story driven game, it's, it's such a blessing to see like a fan community spring out of that and feel ownership and feel closeness with yeah. characters. Um, the downside is uh, mass effect three. So Uh, people feel so much ownership that they feel like they can tell you to change your game. (laughs) Um, And and then you buckle and do it. Yeah. Split opinions, polarizing topic. I know. (laughs) But when, when people, when people do come at you with something that's negative, people who spend their time 
decrying like cyberbullying and doxing and all a lot of terrible things that happen on the internet there is like everyone has like a little a grain of hypocrisy and yeah. when something happens that they don't like they they will not hold back mm-hmm. um and when you are really personally tied to a product um which happens when you're making games when you're doing something artful it's really hard not to be hurt by that yeah um and to get defensive and to want re- to reply right away and be like what what are you talking about and just make it worse yeah um so in those instances yeah, you're expected to reply probably if you set that as a precedent, but definitely try to take some time with it because otherwise you're just going to dig yourself in a hole. Mm. Yeah, there's a really good example of exactly that, which I don't know that there's any solution and I'm not interested in providing one, but Comcast. Oh boy. Um, so uh, some, this is a little political, but like um, the uh, net neutrality Title II regulations, which went into effect a couple years ago, um, there's some risk that they'll be pulled back. And that's very sad for all of us who believe in freedom. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's such a blanket statement. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, we don't really talk politics on this, but I think for a technical, technically literate audience, I think it's a fair yeah. assumption to say we're pro Everyone's net neutrality. On the same side. Um, yeah. But um, uh, Comcast and, and other broadband uh, trade organizations have been taking out ads on Twitter. I've been seeing those. Uh, of course you have, because they're everywhere. Yeah, like, there's no targeting. They're like hitting everyone. There, yeah. Anybody who's used a phone gets the <laughs> gets targeted on these, and they, and they basically are trying to say their side, which is incredibly disingenuous. Like I, I think that's that's a debate, but I don't think it's that I don't think it's that out there to say that this very din- disingenuous messaging. And it, it, I always like clicking them and seeing all the replies, yeah, because they are just like tearing them a new one. And and the the thing is, is like imagine you're the social media manager, and you right. at Comcast they make all the social media people sign their tweets. So that it has a yeah. personal touch. Oh, yeah, man. That's, that's an interesting method. And I assume that all the names are fake and I wish that they would be more fun. <laughs> right. Yeah. But they all say like when someone says something really mean, like, I mean, some of these tweets back to Comcast are super mean because who cares? Right. I right. mean, these people don't. But like <laughs> the 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 Comcast will then feel the obligation because like they're trying to do it right. At least the yeah. social media team is they're trying to do it right. They just have a bad message. They're trying to do it right and say, like, we appreciate your concerns. Check out this site about how we're improving customer service, blah, 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 blah. And it just feels like that is n- not helping them yeah. in, in any way. And yeah. I, I like it's an interesting thought exercise because I feel like there is nothing that can save that effort of theirs because it is objectively garbage. But as a thought exercise, what could they do to like respond to that kind of reaction? Yeah, because some, cause sometimes that's what these kinds of things are is to present a good message. Facts be damned, I guess. Yeah, I do wonder. So it's funny that you say you click on them to see the replies because I don't know if this is how it works with Twitter, but I know on Facebook, if you, I, I, I sometimes would catch the wrong people in my net for marketing mm-hmm. um, and they'd get super angry and they would comment on it, which uh. would only guarantee that they would see more of my ads. Uh-huh. Like, cause they engaged with it and they're like, Oh, this person's into it. Oh, sure. <laughs> I'm probably of, getting stuck. Right. So now you're <laughs> yeah. going to see Comcast all the time. <laughs> you don't realize you did that. Um, but it also makes me want to click because it, it's weird. I did never, I never expected to be like a defender of big, evil seeming corporations. Yeah. But I always do wonder if I've been fed misinformation. I'm like, Oh, maybe Comcast is <laughs> not like doing terrible things when you try to watch Netflix. Yeah. Like, maybe yeah. we've all been told a weird lie, but well, a, lot of, a lot of the comments are just like kind of conspiracy theory stuff too. Right. And so it, it kind of makes it hard. Like when you have a, an opinion on these things to like side with some of that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's just vitriol. <laughs> right. That's always a downer. Like, yeah. uh, I came in here with, with a real thought, but you're ruining it <laughs> for me. Yeah. Yeah, it, I, I know they, I'm sure they went into it knowing that it would 
there would be blowback and they probably had their like corporate response ready to go. Yeah. And it, and, and sometimes that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that's more when you know, you're like rolling out a bad policy that's going to make people mad um, that you should have that ready. Not like we're going to do these proactive tweets and it's going to go poorly. <laughs> I, I always, people are totally within their rights to use, to tag companies when they want to, raise a complaint but i do as a community manager always think of the person who's on the other end of that receiving the complaints yeah comcast probably has a team of 30 people and this is their lot this is their life you know yeah right and that like they're not they're not the criminals here <laughs> right and at other like more creative companies i i just i put myself in their shoes so much because i i know that like that social media person probably gets invited to those meetings as like a technicality or because they should know. Mm-hmm. And they probably gently raise their hand and they're like, maybe we shouldn't make a commercial about Kendall Jenner solving racism with Pepsi. And then <laughs> and they like, it's not going to go well. People are going to be mad. And, and then, and then they just get steamrolled. Like <sighs> they, they're, they're brought to those meetings, but they, their opinions don't matter. And then, yeah. and they sit down and they just watch this happen. And they're like, I told, I told them, <laughs> <laughs> I told them. So thought ex- exercises, there's no way to win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, that's, there's something actually kind of um, encouraging about that, which is to say that like, I mean, not to diminish the task of social media management, but you can't, you can't save a sinking ship. Right. Just through like, you know, slick tweets. Right. You, you ha- yeah. You have only to have, you have, to have a good product. Yeah. Which is hard. <laughs> right? I mean, it's not hard to have a good product, but a lot of the people well, who are doing speak these, for <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, a lot of these, a lot of the people, the vast majority of people managing some kind of social media account aren't aren't the people who are creating some like beautiful, artful thing. They're like, this is they're like, this is my job. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I tweet for Square Cash, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it must be nice to have to work with like mission based organizations that you actually can get behind. Yeah, right? it's a little less soul sucking, perhaps. In theory, I think it's also um, I think there are a lot, I guess, having not worked for any like big corporations, I think they're a lot more cautious Mm. um, and and they don't believe in fun. Um, (laughs) You you can try to bring bring fun and they're like, no, we're we're feeding starving children. So that's not okay. I've never tried to bring fun into like feeding starving children, but you you get it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, they also don't have a budget. So some of the coolest things that you see bigger corporations, um, bigger nonprofits too, um, bigger anyone doing with their marketing, with their social medias is powered by a, a big team of creatives, um, usually from an agency, and then they just get to like tweet the end product. Um, not quite the same when you're just you. Right, right. I mean, and if you are just you, I mean, what's you can't hire somebody to do it or you don't have a team. Maybe you do have a team, but you're still a small operation like us or like uh-huh. escape industries. Like what are the sort of, how do you get started doing it right? Like what's step yeah. one, if you don't have someone specifically dedicated to this, what can you do? And maybe what, what shouldn't you try too hard to do perhaps? Well, when you're starting from square one, it's hard to say you can test what's working for you mm-hmm. because you have nothing. But I would say from the very start, you can, build out a calendar that always really helps. Yeah. Um, even if it's like you put down one thing a week, once you start doing it for a while, you, you get in the habit and you know what things are, will create content for you if you don't have content for yourself. So you, if you're like a Minnesota based organization that talks about Minnesota things, it's probably important to know when Prince's birthday is (laughs) and to do something (laughs) with the color purple that day. Mm. Right. Uh, it's, 
important to know when you're going to hit your one year um, to do something a little special that day. Mm-hmm. Um, there are also weird hashtag holidays that always blow up. And if they have something to do with your business, that's great. Yeah. Um, whether that's National Donut Day or um, I saw Bioware did a cute little slideshow thing for International Kissing Day, just like leaning into the fact that <laughs> they're, they're dating sims with other stuff going on. <laughs> it, was, it was like a guide to uh, like getting to the kissing, I right, guess. Right. Um, referencing all their games and all the things you have to do. Compliment terrible cooking, do the tango, etc. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was smart. I was like, oh, good job, good job team. <laughs> um, so building a calendar really helps, even if it's just like, you you go through a list of national holidays for six months and you pull out the ones that seem like they might be relevant. You're like, okay, good. I know that on this week I'll get to talk about hashtag best friends day and I'll be relevant and it'll be easy. And you could always tweet about eggs too. You had, <laughs> if, if you have an egg based diatribe that's, that you're holding in your heart that could probably get you pretty far. <laughs> I'm referencing uh, Ines McKendrick who posted He's one of the is the main programmer for No Man's Sky, and he posted a thing about eggs, egg cups not being in America, and how mad he was about that. And then it blew up on Twitter, and he's <laughs> like, "Well, for all you indie devs out there, just tweet about eggs, and everyone will follow you." <laughs> yeah, it's, it seems foolproof. <laughs> foolproof. When did that happen? Because I've only recently followed him. It might actually be part of the the wake of it, the attention yeah. that he got. Right, you're, you're, <laughs> getting recommended to you now because all those people followed him because of eggs yeah <laughs> so it's a it's an it's a dark arts and <laughs> <laughs> right yeah get known yeah. go viral for doing something that's a little weird twitter and you'll be great mm-hmm. i do like the way you describe i mean just the the calendar like just that alone just yeah. like simple steps right to yeah. make it these little atomic uh, units of work Rather than like this big like plan you have to execute, mm-hmm. right? I think that's and that's definitely true in game dev. Yeah, like that you, you know, it's like I need to make this new level, and it's like okay, well, that's a huge thing. Okay, well, let's let me break it down and put it in an outline so that I can manage it. So I like that that thinking applying there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the good thing about a calendar, about a social media or an editorial calendar, is that you don't have to follow everything on it. Right. Like if you're super swamped, you can be like, you know what, I. I don't care that it's international kissing day. It's next year. I'll get it next year. <laughs> right. But it, yeah, it's, it's helpful. It makes it feel less overwhelming. Like you said, it's here are the small steps that I can take to fill up my social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say from the start, try to take advantage of different platforms, analytics, um, Facebook and Twitter have really great analytics. Instagram, for whatever reason, even though it's owned by Facebook, isn't really catching up based on my, um, social media background. I haven't done a lot with things that are very important for video games. So, Twitch and YouTube are a little foreign to me, so I'm not very helpful there. Mm. But you can see what's working. You, you usually know it anecdotally, but if you have enough content over time, it's helpful to look at the numbers and be like, oh, yeah, every time we tweet a picture of a human face, people love it. Right. We need more behind-the-scenes stuff. Or maybe people are really into your weird, overly personal egg rants. Um, <laughs> you, know, you know what? We're going to take you behind the scenes that way more often. Mm-hmm. Um, or people really respond to still images over gifts. Wouldn't have expected that. All right. Well, that saves me time. Great. A data a d- focused, uh, you know, approach to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone, um, Facebook insights are locked behind having a page, but everyone, every user, I'm pretty sure has Twitter analytics. So mm-hmm. you can just go on to analytics.twitter.com anytime. I've done that. Your it's own really personal, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Like uh, when you, I mean, it, like if there'll be something that that I tweet that has like way more attention than normal, which is like any attention. Like <laughs> I, I will look at that and see like, well, how did that happen? Yeah, you know? like yeah, you try to connect the dots. You're like, oh, when I tweet at seven p.m., <laughs> that's when the people are there. Yeah, to like my stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. I mean, that's a pretty good note to end on. Sure. I think what people go on to know though is how they how they can find you. Oh, on the internet and on social media, of course. <laughs> <laughs> on the internet, yeah, I have one of those. Um, common uncommon name so if you look up holly harrison you're gonna find a lot of not me mm. um but you can find me on twitter i'm at hall harris which is h-o-l-l-h-a-r-r-i-s nice yeah all right well thanks for being on the show of course and thanks for trucking down to the alternate clubhouse yeah no <laughs> to make this work it's not that far from me actually oh good that's our show, guys. If you haven't already, subscribe to Nice Games Club in your favorite podcast app and be sure to give it a good review if you liked it or are nice like us. Holly, will you give us a good review? Of course. You know, I've never reviewed a podcast before, so I'd be honored to make this my first. Nice, nice. And if that's you as well, make it your first or your fifth or your hundredth. Uh, we want to know you're out there, so leave a review. Tell all your friends, too. Um, of course, the feedback forum. Stephen recently updated it. It has been updated. <laughs> it looks basically the same but it has new features like it's it's streamlined it's yeah. easier to use yeah right yeah so you know you should do it now if you haven't yet yeah because it's like super easier now super Just super easy <laughs> that's, a, that's a clubhouse promise oh yeah <laughs> it's branded by nice games club <laughs> uh where can they do that guys nicegames.club slash feedback steven what was that nicegames.club slash feedback oh did you get that yeah it's nicegames.club slash feedback sounds right to me all right you can also <laughs> find us on reddit at r slash game dev we post the show notes there every week so check us out that's where you can talk to uh, your fellow listeners and to us and hopefully we'll respond fast enough we we're not great at this but <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're getting better <laughs> and uh, the more engagement we get the better we can learn so help us out Talk about the episode. And uh, of course, to follow us on Twitter and all the other things as well, at Nice Games Club uh, that Martha manages and would love to hear from you there. Yay. Uh, let us know how we're doing. Send us your topics and ask us your questions. Lastly, you can find more about the show and your nice hosts, as well as our nice guests, as well as all the links and notes from this and other episodes at nicegames.club. And so, until we start again, remember to play nice and make nice. been holding that one in for a while <laughs> you should just do a super cut of all the sniffles and coughs yeah. <laughs> i want to hear some great martha some great you, audio. you want to do that for me <laughs> sure I'm, I'm kidding that's not a real suggestion <laughs> oh as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster and indeed doesn't just help you hire faster 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 